Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group. The roundtable discussion we have next is We Are Globally Connected. Military Family Matters with partner and family caregiver Keisha L. Jackson. Today is Saturday, March 5th, 2022. March is National Women's History Month and Disability Awareness Month. The host is Cliff Kelly. I am Sean Claiborne, the co-host. The executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And also, don't forget, right now, right now, right now, you can see us live on Facebook Live right now. Go to Google. Go to YouTube. You can also see us on Zondra TV's network. We just had her on that last segment. Watch America's Heroes Group. Like and share. Share the information so people can be served. And we have our partner on the line, Keisha L. Jackson. She's a U.S. Air Force veteran and family caregiver. Welcome back, Keisha. Hey, it's good to be here. How are you today? Pretty good. Very good. And she has brought us a very special guest, a panelist, Mr. Gary Barg, Editor-in-Chief of Caregiver.com. How are you doing today? I am fine. Thank you for inviting me. It's a wonderful show. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. So, Gary, tell us about Caregiver.com first. Let us know what that is, how did it start, and sure. what resources do you provide? Well, everything we do at Caregiver Media Group, um, caregiver.com, today's Caregiver Magazine, the Fearless Caregiver Conferences, and um, our, our books and, and, and all the media have to do with uh, our lives. Before we get there, let us know what caregiver.com is, because most people don't have never heard of caregiver.com. I just learned about it today. So what is what is caregiver.com sure. first, and then how, how did they get started? Absolutely. That's our website where we have our newsletters, our information, our our you know up, updated information. Our uh, it's our home online. We're one of the first hundred thousand websites registered. We've been up since ninety five, and it's all in support of uh, family uh, caregivers. Everything we do is supporting the people we call the CEOs of Caring for Our Loved Ones Inc. The family caregivers. So thank you for that. That's that's the most that's the easiest way to reach us is just go to caregiver dot com, and there we are. Wow. And Keisha, how did you how did you meet Gary? How did you get involved with Caregiver.com and, and what's your involvement with that with the website? Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that you asked me that because I was going to mention. So um, when you read my bio or part of my bio is that I got into caregiving. I was caring for my mom who had stage four inoperable lung cancer. And then I was caring for one of my brothers who um, was placed on life support. But after caring for my mom and while caring for my brothers, I mentioned that I started going to caregiver conferences. And Gary's conference, caregiver, caregiver.com, was the first caregiver conference that I went to. And the amount of information, the wealth, the knowledge, the resources that Gary shared, I was just completely overwhelmed. And then, and it's also when I went to that conference and started going to others, that's when I noticed that there was not a lot of people of color and younger people and men that were attending these type of conferences and so that became a part of my passion 
to help get the word out about uh, caregiving topics. And, and so Gary was, yeah, he was he was my the first conference that I went to. And that was back in, I think, in 2016. Wow. And uh, I also uh, want to say it's an honor being here with Keisha because she is actually, she's being modest, she's our um, Caregiver Friendly Award recipient for, I think it was year 2018, right before everything hit and we weren't doing in-person events. Um, because that's something we do through the magazine is award uh, organizations and and uh, media and you know authors and uh, product manufacturers who uh, produce what they produce with the caregivers front and center. Wow! And she certainly does. Wow, that's amazing. So tell us, so caregiver dot com is a digital and print media. Yes, uh, caregiver dot com is our again our our online you know, home, our home online. Um, and we do newsletters and we do um, videos and we do uh, all sorts of uh, updates uh, and information. We do fearless caregiver interviews with family caregivers who have something to share with other caregivers. But we're also today's caregiver magazine, which is our print and digital uh, publication. Um, and uh, the conferences, the one Keisha went to, uh, we call fearless caregiver conferences because we really want to make sure that the caregivers realize they're the boss, they're the heroes, and 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 we're doing everything we, we do to uh, make sure they realize how fearless they can be. Hmm. And what are some of the, the some of the topics and the resources you can get at, at a conference? Or even this, I've just kind of browsed around a little bit on the website. Sure. And there's a lot of stuff out that, that I was just, you know, that made me really curious about. Um, about the well, website everything is important about caregivers. Okay. Everything is making sure that that's you know that they're front and center, uh, that we're supporting them, uh, and you know basically um, it's everything we deal with. It's uh, uh, from stress management to new services we need to know about, to organizations, to how to deal with your loved one's doctor, which is a story in itself. You know mm. how to stand up to them sometimes when you need to. Uh, and uh, veterans are very, very, very big part of our of our constituency at the conferences and online as well. Mm-hmm. One of the things I noticed there was information a little bit about um, financial assistance. There were certain things about you know like this uh, getting like taking a, a resp- getting respite care where someone can come and take over for you for a little bit. Things that a person when they're thrown into a situation where they have to be a caregiver. They don't necessarily. You don't know where to go, what to do. You're, you're just you're just taking care of maybe a loved one or a family member, but you don't have the tools or resources available to you, or don't even know where to go to find these resources. And they have now you have an opportunity to do it through your website and also the media and content that you produce. I think that's really amazing. I think it's a great tool. And but it's a, but how long have you guys been around? Because I'm 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 surprised that I've of all the things that I would have thought and I've tried to find help for different people. I've never ever sure. knew you guys even existed. Uh, well, we did Chicago event. We've done we've done events, uh, uh, in person events, um, in uh, forty seven cities in twenty five states over twenty years, wow. and virtual events after twenty twenty. And thankfully, I just want to announce that our first in person event since uh, you know March of twenty twenty will be in July in uh, in Palm Beach County, Florida. So, very very excited about getting back in the room with the families. We, we launched um, uh, Today's Caregiver and Caregiver.com in 1995. Hmm. And it's grown to how, so how large is the publication? How many people do you actually reach right now? 
a lot. There's <laughs> uh, like 200,000 on the website wow. and um, uh, 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 35,000 through the newsletter with another 190,000 through um, social media because it's, it's all about supporting the, the, the caregiver. It's all about making sure they get that advice and support. They, they know that they can trust us and that we're there for them and mm-hmm. whatever. Same thing as in the in-person events. Whatever questions they come up with, we're going to do our darndest to find the answers. Hmm. And then, Keisha, it sounds like, that too, also that caregiver.com is also a place where people can connect and also kind of share stories and kind of get um, support, emotional support, and also ideas, lots of ideas. To sometimes when you're in that situation, it can be very isolating being a caregiver. Yeah, and that's why the Fearless Caregiver Conference is so good because, you know, to do things virtually is really good as a caregiver, but sometimes you already isolate it as a caregiver, right? But to be able to get amongst a group of like-minded people who are actually tired, burnt out, exhausted, ready to give up, ready to quit, but when you're in that room with others and you have um, different people that are providing resources or talking to you or saying it's okay, and Gary is extremely personal to the point where if he's on a platform, if he's on a stage, he'll come down, he'll walk up and down the aisles to make sure that you're comfortable, to let you know that you're not alone, you know, that you're not by yourself. And then you feel ener- you leave feeling energized, but not just energized. You've connected with a lot of other people that are going through maybe some of the same things that you're going through. Um, that could be your support for life, or you can be their support for life. And so you're leaving more encouraged. Wow. Now, on the website, I noticed there was some, a lot of celebrities on like, the cover of the magazines. Like I saw Will Wheaton from Star Trek, Next Generation. I saw Jennifer Grey, who's known for Dirty Dancing, also Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Marlou Henner from Broadway and also the TV show Taxi. So what are their connections to the the, the, the caregiver? And what's their, what's their involvement or interaction with caregiving in general? How, how did, how, sure. What are their stories? What are they, why are they on that magazine? Well, that's, that's, a, that's exactly the right question because uh, I'd say caregiving is a great equalizer. If you're caregiving with caregiver with this famous face or, you know, 12 people in the world know you and you're caregiving, you're caregiving. Um, things are, challenges are different, obviously. Well, I wrote a book called um, your, um, ties that, Caregiving Ties That Bind, which is about 150 of these uh, caregiver cover stories. Because when you read it, you realize, okay, they're famous. Okay, there's money there. But I see that they're also a, a loving daughter, a, a dedicated spouse, a parent going through humanity you know the, the the human issues that we go through as caregivers and we found that it just seems to be uh, uh helpful to realize that no matter who you are what 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 station you are in life if you're caring for a loved one you're caring for a loved one and we've had uh, many at the at the conferences keisha for one celebrity but also um debbie reynolds delores clay walker clay and, and when you see them in the room with the 250, 300 family caregivers, you're really just seeing a room of caregivers. Mm-hmm. No one asked Debbie Reynolds about singing in the rain. They asked about mm-hmm. how she dealt with her mother's rheumatism. Wow. That's such, that's so wonderful. Wow. Nakisha, have you, have you had experiences like that at some of the conferences? Oh, most definitely. I mean, the, the camaraderie, the it's, it's 
you build this network, like even in the military, you know, we have this network where we consider ourselves our own family. And then when you connect with the caregivers, it's the same feeling that you're in there and you feel like you know that you are not alone. Even if it's just to be able to share how you're feeling or to not share at all, to listen to someone and you say, oh, I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it. It's just a great, it's a great comforting feeling. Wow. So tell us, what is, what do you, what are some of the greatest stories you have to tell us about some of the the conferences? I'm really particularly curious about the conferences because that's where everybody comes, come, comes together. And you do these all across the country, it sounds like. What are some of the touching mm-hmm. stories, if you can name two or th- maybe one or two of those those events where something that's really special happened? Absolutely. Well, we always have, work hard to have someone from the VA, a VA caregiver coordinator or benefits uh, person there on the panel. And boy, do they get questions from family caregivers. But one one year in uh, Philly, we had uh, Della Reese and lovely, just a, a ma- she was an amazing human being. And there, there she was on the uh, uh, on the podium with me, and we were. Uh, I was asking her questions and interacting, and she asked about people's caregiving. She wanted to know, and a woman raised her hand. She's you know, far left rear of the conference room, and she said, "Well, I'm here um, because this is the only place I would be at this moment because my mom's getting set up to go into surgery, and I know I'm going to go there." but I know I need the help here. And then she started talking about how she's helping all the seniors in her community, um, which is just a few miles from the conference site. And that then she starts talking about her. She had a heart attack and she's had all these problems and she almost didn't realize she was telling us how desperately in need she was uh, physically. And from across the room, a caregiver raised her hand and said, I know that community you're talking about. I live there. And from now on, you're not alone. Wow. And the next year, we were in um, the main line uh, 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 in, uh, in uh, Center City, uh, Philly. They were sitting together mm-hmm. the next year, and they told stories about how they were helping the caregivers in the community together. And I just think that's, that's the most wonderful story I have about the power of care, the power of love, the power of community. Keisha, what about you? Yeah, I was just thinking when he was saying that, just from that conference that I went to down in Florida, some of the people that I've connected with, um, one of them, they have a caregiver cruise. Um, Kathy, I cannot think of her last name right now. She has a caregiver cruise. Another um, came up with an invention. Uh, it's a, it's a, um, a free-to-go. It's a rollator. Uh, yes. for caregivers. So you connect with these different people, and that's um, something else that I really wanted to mention with this conference, that Gary allows different people through the Caregiver Friendly Award, through his conference, people that may have invented different things that are very helpful, those resources for caregivers that you may not otherwise hear about. And so you learn about them at these different conferences, and the very little things that you learn about are very helpful for others, as in the pillowies. I learned about it from the caregiver conferences, and my aunt raves about them. She is telling everybody about <laughs> and tell those pillowies. Tell us about the how they work again. I can't remember exactly. There's something for Tell us how they, what they are. The, the, pill, the bed sheets, pillowies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you put them on. It's, and you can, it's disposable. Yeah, they're wonderful. He, he won an award this year, I believe. And I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just think he's he's uh, Maxwell Cohen. He's a he's mm-hmm. a great great example, like you, of caregiver friendly innovator. 
Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah. the, so these so these conferences really give you a lot of tools and resources that you can use in your everyday life, but also it gives you a place that you can communicate and also kind of you know get some get some support, you know, some emotional support and some and some this human connection. What do you think is the most, uh, as far as what from your experiences? What do you think is the most, I guess, challenging thing about being a caregiver? Is it more financial, or is it the, or is it uh, the emotional part? Because a lot of times when I talk to people who are, who are going into the role of being a caregiver, the first thing usually that I hear is typically is how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to afford this? You know, and how is this going to affect the family financially? But there are other, but then, but of course, it's other things that also that triggers because if you have a financial stress that can also lead to more emotional stress. Uh, absolutely. And, and I always say isolation is the killer. You know, there's 66.7 million caregivers in this country alone. And at some point when we get that metaphorical phone call in the middle of the night, you know, dad's been found wandering and the tests have come back and mom's fallen or whatever it is. You think no one's gone through this. I don't know how to do this. And you come to a fearless caregiver conference or you, 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 you get our, free newsletter on caregiver.com and you hear other people, you hear your story coming out of other people's mouths and every caregiver has a piece of the puzzle. Some other caregiver needs mm. every caregiver learns something. You've learned something in your caring for your loved one that I've been desperately seeking. And until I reach out and realize I'm not alone, other people going through this and I come to events or I go online and I ask questions, I, I don't I don't have the answer. So I, I always think that, you know, caregivers are the real expert in care and we gotta make sure we do what we can to have them feel comfortable about opening up and sharing with each other because that's where the solutions are. And then do you see that there is more are there more resources available to veterans perhaps than civilians? Do you see that or is it basically still even mostly a level playing field as far as the types of resources that people can get? to get either emotional support or financial support or just having somebody who knows what to do. Cause that's one of the things I had to be, when I, my mother had a struggle a few years back, I had to help her for uh, for a year or so. Um, it was the biggest thing I needed. I needed to get trained on things like transferring things like, you know, making sure that meth coming up with different creative ways to help her take her medication on time, things like that. There's amazing resources for veterans and, and, and more and more every year. I always say if, you are a caregiver for someone five years ago and you get back into it because you're caring for someone else. The whole playing field has changed. You have to go and research your local and, and federal state resources again. And as I said, we always have the local uh, communities caregiver coordinator from the VA on the panel so they can answer questions or at least have a place that that caregiver can, can feel comfortable asking the questions. We've worked, I, I keynoted a, an event at the Blinded Veterans Association at their Tulsa conference two years ago, and that's bva.org. And they're an amazing group for anybody who's had, you know, vision issues through um, who is a veteran. Um, there's, uh, speaking of heroes, there's Elizabeth Dole's Hidden Heroes uh, Foundation, and that's Elizabeth Dole foundation.org and um i've i've gone to um this is carter's annual gala uh, while well, we were doing they were doing in person um for a few years and i met the folks who run operation family caregiver at the rosen carter institute and um just amazing and, and actually i met uh one of our cover interviews was uh colonel donald uh, sutherland 
who's the chairman of Dixon Center for Military and Veteran Services. And and Mrs. Carter introduced me to him. So there's a lot of support for uh, veterans. Obviously, there's challenges, you know, but you need to know your your benefits officers in your community. You need to know the caregiver coordinators in your community. And even, you know, you need to reach out to the Area Agency on Aging um, in your community through their helpline because if they don't have the answer, they'll find the answer. They'll know someone who has the answer. Wow. That's, now, this, now, this is a question for both of you, but, for, but Gary, I wanted to ask you this first. So what is your yeah. prognosis for uh, the future? Because so we, we have an aging population, not just the United States, but globally. We have an aging population because people are living longer. So the people are having more ailments as they get older. Um, we also have or seem to be having a shortage of people um, that are able to have uh, infrastructure that's not quite equipped quite yet to deal with this aging population. Um, what do you are there are the resources available uh, enough resources being made available to take care of our aging population as more caregivers you mentioned there was there's millions of caregivers right now across the country but we don't when we go to work there's we don't realize that the person we sit next to might be going on to take care of a husband or a spouse or a wife or a child with disabilities or a person who's disabled in the home or a person who might the might need uh, care we don't see that we don't talk about that on a daily basis and so are there are yeah. the resources becoming more plentiful are we preparing for this aging population that's coming well, I, but that's a that's a great question because I think this moment, the, the 25 years that we've been out there supporting family caregivers, we started when the Help I Fallen button was new. Mm-hmm. Um, that technology has really caught up with um, the, the the support we need as caregivers. We have uh, smart homes, and we're coming on to having some uh, intelligent uh, uh, robot assistant. We have. Um, uh, the uh, the support you know the, the uh, uh, innovative uh, little um, support uh, AI dogs and and cats that our loved ones with uh, cognitive disorders can can have in their lap and feel comfortable with and in a in a strange way COVID has really brought this to the forefront because the life of isolation the life of challenge the life of uncertainty the life of medical you know issues that we as family caregivers have always known the world has really come to know over these last two years and it's really opened a lot of people's eyes to uh caregivers and needs of caregivers so all of these things are coming together right now to um offer i think more innovative solutions in the next two years than we've seen in the last 20 or 25 and that's why we love the doing the caregiver friendly awards because we can bring some of those to the forefront but also you know people now you know are inventing products and services because of what they went through wow. what they needed when they were caring for their mom or their dad or their or their spouse and they had an ability and a skill and a thought and they put it together and now they're creating solutions for the rest of caregivers in the in the world and with that, we are out of time, unfortunately. We love to have you guys back again. We appreciate your time, Keisha, Gary. Really appreciate Thank the work you, you do. Thank you, Sean. My pleasure. Go to caregiver.com, get some advice, get some information, connect with people. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.